Good morning and happy Monday. I hope you're having a very nice day so far. Welcome to the pod. It's episode one. It's extremely gloomy here in New York. I'm recording this episode candidly for the third time. And I'm just releasing the need to feel like everything has to be perfect. So if you're dealing with some perfectionism right now, I encourage you to do the same because perfect is the enemy of done. And that's something I'm leaning into while navigating this new adventure of sitting alone with a microphone in front of my laptop talking to myself, which is a really weird thing to be doing. But I'm excited to chat today. This is going to be a little bit of a story time and kind of just some self-reflection on the series of events that led up to me deciding to leave my job. It has been a crazy month for me, and I'm still not even really settled into the fact that I don't have a full-time job. So it's uh, it's definitely been a weird but beautiful month. Like I am totally grounded in my decision being the right decision. But I know that making difficult decisions is very scary. Fear is a very real thing. Fear is something that can protect us and be really innate uh, to keep us safe, but it can also hold us back from so much. And fear comes from a lot of different places. There's like primal fear, right? Like not going too close to the edge of a building. You want to protect yourself and be safe. But then there's also like human, uh, what do they call it? What's the word? Is it intellectual fear? I think it's intellectual fear where it's like fear of judgment from others, fear of rejection, fear of failure, that sort of thing. And I could almost say, at least in my experience, that the latter has been more impactful in a bad way, in a bad way. So I am learning to kind of rid myself of that as much as I can and not being scared of what other people think, not being scared of failing, not being scared of being rejected. And that's much easier said than done. So I want to talk about leaving my job because I'm not going to sit on this microphone and just like talk about the latest update in my life every time I sit down to record an episode. But this is very top of mind for me. It's definitely like the biggest adult decision I've made aside from like getting married. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to having some sort of life decision that is weighing on them, that they're scared of, that might feel like the right thing, but comes with a lot of internal dialogue and potential dialogue from other people in terms of, you know, them saying that's not the right thing for you. I know what's best for you. That's not what society says is normal, yada, yada, yada. So let's get into it. If you missed it, I have been working in tech since 2019. I am currently 28. I'm going to be 29 in March. I just got married this year. I had like a very big year. 2023 was like the best year of my life and a very big year of my life. And I'm starting off 2024 very differently than I started 2023. I quit my job in December, but I just had my last day on January 15th. And like I said, I've been working in tech since 2019, I have been doing marketing for tech companies. I was at Salesforce. 
for a couple of years. And then I got recruited by a smaller startup in the software space to build out their customer marketing program. They didn't have one in place before. And quite honestly, when I was in the recruitment process and like interviewing for that company, I was just giggling to myself the whole fucking time because I was like, I am not qualified for this. Like when I was at Salesforce, working at Salesforce was the best experience because it's like a mini business school. Like if you have the opportunity to go work at a tech company like that, like a Salesforce, Oracle, Google, Amazon, like one of those big companies, go for it. Because even if you are maybe taking a pay cut and you can afford to take a pay cut, I promise you, you will reap the benefits and see ROI on that decision. Because going to a company like that, they train you so well and you get to see and understand parts of the business that you might not at another company. But at the same time, jumping to a startup was also such a good decision because you have less resources. It's just like, figure it the fuck out, do it yourself, get down and dirty, move fast and break things type of environment versus running through a lot of corporate red tape and approvals and a million different opinions when you're working at a bigger company like Salesforce. But so I was not qualified to take that job, but I honestly killed the interviews and they offered me the job and I took it. And so that's where I've been for the last two years. Now, moving to this startup was amazing because I was fully remote. They don't have an office in New York, so I was never going to get called back into the office. And at the time, I was like, I thrive being remote. This is the right kind of working environment for me to be productive. And I was excited to have a lot of challenge and kind of be forced to figure things out on my own. Whereas at Salesforce, I had a lot of mentorship, a lot of guidance, a lot of like professional handholding. And it was a great experience. For the first year, I was like super in it, super invested, excited, motivated, the whole nine yards. I was doing great. And shortly after I hit the one-year mark, I started to build a small little community on TikTok, which was really fun for me because I needed kind of a creative outlet to be myself. I wasn't really showing up to work as my full self, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to because like, it's just hard to do that in corporate America. Even if you're really comfortable with your coworkers and really good at your job and like really confident at work, it's hard to show up as your full self. So TikTok was just kind of this fun, creative outlet for me. And I was just doing it for fun. I'm still doing it for fun. But I started to get some, you know, like financial opportunities, which was really awesome because 2023 was the year of my wedding. And Weddings are expensive. So even with my parents, I love them. I'm so grateful for them paying for my wedding. I paid for a lot of things on my own as well. Um, and it just was nice to have that kind of like second income along with my stable nine to five income. So things started to evolve on TikTok and it was just having a lot of fun. And I was really grateful for my nine to five because for the first like year, almost year and a half, I was able to really leave work at work. Like I really believe that it is possible to work to live and not live to work. And I was able to find that boundary at this company. I didn't have coworker friends. I wasn't in the office every day mingling with people. I was just like doing my job. And then at 5 p.m. I shut off and I was able to live my life, which was amazing and actually proved to me that that is possible. But 
after my wedding, I started to get really frustrated with work. I was working with some difficult people. People were treating me in a way that I really didn't appreciate. And I started to complain a lot about work. And I think that was also in part because I was having like financial opportunities outside of work that were trending to be more lucrative than my full-time job. And when I kept coming back to it, I was like, why am I keeping my full-time job? It's because it's stable. It's the status quo. Like that's what people tell you to do is not to leave your nine to five. You need stability. You need steady income, which you fucking do, by the way. I'm not telling you to go like be reckless and quit your job tomorrow and then just figure it out. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. But at the same time, I had been dealing with this itch that had been brewing in me since 2020 to become an esthetician, which you're like, where did that come from? I don't really know. It just, the idea popped up in 2020 when I was still living in San Francisco, when I was still working at Salesforce. And I was always saying to Andy, like, this is what I want to do long-term. Tech is just a stepping stone for me to have financial stability. And when the time is right, I will know and I will go for it and I will take the leap of faith and I will pivot my career path to become an esthetician. I didn't really know when that was going to be, but the signs started to become more apparent and more clear around my wedding and after my wedding because I started to get really frustrated, like I said, with work. And I was honestly starting to become someone that I didn't like. I was starting to complain about work a lot. I was thinking about work after work hours, like feeling frustrated about something that happened, feeling angry about something that someone said to me, like it was keeping me up at night. And I always come back to like, what would I say to a friend if they were in my shoes, because I am that person that's always like, come, like people are coming to for advice. So I'm like, what would I say to someone else? And if someone else was in my shoes, I would say to them, start coming up with a plan. Because my shoes were that I had this other means of income and I had this other itch that I wanted to pursue. I am in a position right now where I have no kids. I do not own a home. My husband, God bless him, has a stable means of income to potentially support us if I have an off month or two or three from, you know, this other means of income, aka social media. Someone else were in my shoes, I would say to them, if you were gonna take a leap of faith, it would be now. So I started to come up with a plan to leave my job. And I did this by really brain dumping on paper, like, okay, what are my barriers to entry right now of figuring out this world of becoming an esthetician? What are my barriers to entry? Okay, I need to figure out school. I need to get recommendations from schools. I need to understand the process. I should start talking to some estheticians who are in this field in New York, can make recommendations to me, kind of break this down for me. And then understanding when I can start. And that's really like not a lot of barriers to entry for me because of all those other circumstances that I just mentioned. So that's when I realized like, okay, there's really not a lot in my way. It's actually just me in my way. So I got to get the fuck out of my own way. And the fact of the matter is a lot of the times we are the main thing that is in our way, right? So I just get overwhelmed by things really easily. And I'm sure a lot of you can understand that and probably feel that as well. So once I dumped it onto paper and like broke it down into steps, like actionable steps, I was like, okay, step one, get the school that is most recommended. 
So I did that. I talked to a few people. I had already been like every time I was laying down to get a facial, I was talking to the facialist. Like I didn't ever get a facial in the last two years that I was like silent during. I was asking them questions. And the school that came most recommended from everyone was Christine Valmy. So then I set up a call with Christine Valmy. I had this call with the advisor. It was like Thursday, December 7th. I had this call. I asked a million questions. I got the start dates. I understood how much it cost. I understood the framework of the program, what was required of me, like just got all of the information. And I remember this call was from 1 to 1.30. And then I had another call for my real job at 2. And at 1.30, I shut my laptop and no one was home. And I just started hysterically crying. I was like overcome with this overwhelming flood of emotion, just crying. And, you know, I, I'm i not like, I wouldn't categorize myself as a crier. I'm not like a big crier. I definitely shed a tear from time to time. Like, you know, who doesn't? And obviously if I see like, you know, a great like dog adoption story on TikTok, like that will make me sob. But uh, all things considered, I'm not a huge fucking crier. So I was flooded with emotion. I just started sobbing. And for whatever reason, I had a very like eat, pray, love sort of moment where I just, I don't know why my natural reaction was like, I just dropped to my knees and I said, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you for whoever is looking out for me. And a few days prior, a lot of you know, my college boyfriend, his name was Pat, passed away and he has 150% been my guiding guardian angel all of these years. Any good thing that has happened to me has happened to me because he was watching over me and I asked him for help. And a few days before this, I had asked him for help. And I said, if this is what I'm supposed to do, I need you to send me this like overwhelming sign that I can't miss that this is right. And when I shut my laptop and I started hysterically crying and like, I feel like it's like hard to explain. I feel like something else came over me when I like dropped to my knees. Cause I'm not like dropping to my knees to pray all the time. Like I literally just, it was this fluid motion of like me dropping to my knees. I, I felt him with me in that moment being like, Kelly, I'm holding your hand right now. I got you. And for right now, this is the right thing for you. Go do it. So I made the decision in that moment. I'm like, okay, this is the plan. I can put in my two weeks notice. I had been working towards the date of January 15th. I can't remember if I said that already because I've recorded this three fucking times. So I'd been working towards that date. And that's because January 15th, I was leaving for my trip to Mexico that we had planned. And then I would officiate a wedding in Mexico that weekend. So I was like, okay, how perfect would it be if I can put in my two weeks notice with my manager while I'm you know, on vacation? And just like live in the moment on that vacation without the stress of work on my shoulders. So I've been working towards that date. Now, fast forward to the next day, which is a Friday. I sign on to work and I open my laptop. I have a Slack from my chief marketing officer. And he says, hey, Kelly, I know this is not the news you want to hear on a Friday, but your manager, let's just call him Joe, my manager. Um, Joe has been let go. For right now, you're going to report into, let's call him Chad. That would be fun. He is a Chad, honestly. Um, 
You, Joe has been let go. You're going to report into Chad for the time being. I know this is shocking. Let me know if you have any questions and we can chat later this afternoon. Now, my jaw is on the floor because Joe, my manager who hired me, we were not close by any means. I literally do not know a thing about this man outside of work. He had been at the company for longer than anyone else in the marketing organization. And at the time, our company has been going through a lot of changes, all new leadership, whole new seats, C-suite, like a lot of people were being let go and not because of budget cuts. They were just being replaced with people who were like fresh faces. I was just shocked because Joe had been in the company for so long. So I get his Zoom link from Chad, who I'm going to be reporting into. And I just think Chad is checking a couple corporate boxes. You know what I mean? Like, he's my new manager. My manager was let go. Like, he's just got to jump on the phone with me for, like, HR purposes to be like, hey, I'm your new manager. Just popping in. Um, but no. I get on the Zoom. And this was, like, a 15-minute rant he went on, but I'm just going to synthesize it. He basically is like, look, I know that you're capable of doing great work, but you seem checked out. And if you're checked out, that's totally fine. I don't want you to work somewhere you don't want to work, but I need to know, do you want to be here? Do you see yourself growing at this company and in this role? And if not, let's create a space for you to be honest because I think you're capable of doing amazing things here and we will absolutely 150% invest in you. We will give you resources. We will give you mentorship. We will give you leadership support that we don't feel like you've had in the past, but only if you really want to be here. And I'm bright red. I'm literally like a MAGA Trump red in my face. <laughs> red in my face. And I look at him and I'm like, can I have a second? And he is totally understanding because he knows that I did not expect for him to just be like, hey, what's up? Do you want your job, you know, on a Friday afternoon? So I go off camera. I gulp water. I like had the worst cotton mouth in my entire life. Like I felt like I just smoked three blunts or something. I was like my mouth was so dry. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you're going to be honest with yourself and with them. So I sit down and I'm like, look, I have really enjoyed my time here, but this is the last stop in corporate America for me. I am I'm not going to be going to a competitor. I am not going to be looking for other jobs in this industry. I really want to go back to school. I want to get my license to become an esthetician. I've wanted to do this for a long time, and the timing was just never right for me, and I probably would have stayed here for a lot longer than I was okay with. But you asked me, and I'm a lot of things, but, you know, a liar is not one of them. So, no, I, I don't see myself growing here, but I really enjoyed my time here, and I also want to leave it better than I found it. So I would love to come up with a plan where I can transition this over to someone else. I can come up with an onboarding plan for the next person because – like I said, I came to this company and I started this program. So no one else knew the inner workings of it like I did. And ultimately, that's what we decided. And I met with my chief marketing officer after that. And he was like, look, you, and basically he was like, you have a lot of balls. <laughs> he didn't say that exactly, but he was like, you should be rewarded for your courage and your honesty. And I want you to take the weekend and think about when you want your last day to be. He was like, I really want to open a barbecue joint one day and you're inspiring me. There's like this whole world outside of tech that I think we all forget about sometimes. We think this is like the only place that you can work. And he was just like, this is cool. Think about when you want your last day to be. And I 
told him, I said, I would like my last day to be January 15th, which was symbolic, obviously, because it was the date that I had been working towards, but someone greater than me decided to shut the door even earlier than I had planned on. And that's how the universe just works. If you ask for help from someone greater than you, it's most likely going to happen, in my experience at least. So in summary, that's what happened with work. And I spent the next month building out that transition plan, an onboarding plan for the next person, and giving kind of my feedback on what they should look for in the next role, things that they need to change. It was actually really therapeutic because I got to be really brutally honest with no strings attached about some of the things that prevented me from doing my job really effectively. Um, And they took a lot of that feedback. So it ended up all working out and we left on amazing terms. And it truly was the best case scenario. Like, I don't think that there is a series of events that could have worked out in my favor more than what happened did. So I'm very, very grateful. I want to say I'm grateful for Chad. I am grateful for Chad, but I know that this was a bigger, (laughs) bigger than Chad type of uh, series of events. But now I want to talk a little bit about fear. Because there are 150 reasons why I should not have been honest that day. I could have gone back and probably asked for a salary raise. I probably could have asked for headcount because I did need help. I could have asked for a lot of things, but I'm so glad that I was honest. And being honest with ourselves is really hard. And being honest with, you know, someone that we've been working for for also a really long time is really hard. But being honest with ourselves, I think, is even harder. Um And that comes largely from fear, fear of the unknown, fear of uncertainty, fear of things not playing out the way we want them to, fear of falling flat on our face. But for me, I would rather fall flat on my fucking face than live in a cushy, comfortable set of circumstances for longer than I'm okay with. Like my job served a purpose. It did exactly what it needed to do until it didn't anymore. And like I said, I was becoming someone I didn't like. I was becoming someone who I would be bothered by, complaining and not taking accountability for my life. Yes, I am very fucking privileged. I have the means and the finances to be able to literally quit my job without even like consulting my husband. Like I I knew that he would support me, but that was a huge risk. I He was not home that day and I called him and I was like, hey, this happened. He was like, what the fuck? I'm a white woman in society, which is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I'm a walking example of privilege. So I want to recognize that. But I'm also extremely aware of what you can do for yourself when you take ownership of your life. And you stop making excuses and you come up with a plan and then you execute. Because I could talk all day about manifestation, but manifestation is nothing without action. And brain dumping that day and just writing down, okay, like what are the hurdles between me and making this decision and being able to pursue something that I have wanted to pursue for a very long time helped break down in my brain Like it wasn't actually as complicated as I was making it out to be in my head. We write stories for ourselves, right? We write stories about certain situations, certain decisions, what other people are going to think. But when you really break it down, 
what is coming in between you and doing what you want to do. Just write it down. You would be surprised. It might not be as convoluted as you fucking think. And the truth is, everything you want is on the other side of fear. So whatever it is that you want, write down what you're scared of. Write it down. Make a list. What are the things that I am most scared of in making this decision? What do I need to do in order to make this decision in a calculated way? Because I am by no means, like I said, trying to tell you to go blow up your life, quit your job, randomly like move to a new city without any thought behind it. That is not what I'm saying. But I had put in thought into it. I'd already done that. So what what are you scared of? And when I broke it down for myself, it was like fear of what my parents will think, even though deep down I knew that they would support me and they would, you know, they would encourage me to to do and pursue what I want to pursue. Fear of judgment. Um, I actually was really scared of judgment of people online. I this is so like crazy to say, but like I was so scared that I wouldn't be relatable anymore because I was pursuing a different career path. And I feel like a lot of my audience really respected and enjoyed and appreciated that I had a nine to five and then was also showing up and making content on the side. And then I was like, oh my God, Kelly, literally banging my head into a wall. Like you're worried about what people on the internet think? Like what the actual fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? So I quickly nipped that one in the bud because as much as I love you guys, like Lord knows I am not going to make decisions based on what people I don't know think of me. Like th- that can that can never be a constant in my life. Like I had to I had to get a hold of that real fucking quick. And I was also scared of failing. What if I go to school? I invest this time, this money, and this energy in trying to pursue an entirely new career path, different than the one that I've been on for many years, and I fall flat on my fucking face. And that's when it all came to me. Every single time I have failed in my life, it has not actually been a failure because what I learned and what I took from it, even the things that are epic fucking failures, epic fucking failures, epic mistakes. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have made so many gigantic mistakes in my life, but none of them were actually mistakes or failures because what I took from them is so invaluable. And the way that I learned from those things carried me through the rest of my life and have gotten me to any good point of my life or any like positive achievement, any success, any happiness exists in my life because of the things that I have done so fucking wrong or failures that have just gone so awry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's when I wrote in my journal, I said, this can really only end up a good story because if I fail, I have the most insane epic learning from it, right? Or I succeed. And that could be a great story too. Either way, I cannot lose. The only way that I can lose is if I continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result because that is the definition of insanity. Look it up. So what I want to say to you, and I'm going to end on this note, is what is getting in the way of you taking that leap of faith? Whatever it is. For you, it could be moving to a new city, leaving that toxic relationship, setting boundaries with that friend who maybe takes advantage of you. Maybe you secretly can sing really fucking well, like Ariana Grande well, and you're hiding it from everyone, which I I mean, if that's you, like, please stop what you're doing right now and like go 
go publicize the fact that you can sing because if I could sing, oh my God, if I could fucking sing. But whatever it is, what is getting in the way of you and whatever it is you want? Write down your fears, okay? And then once you tackle that, what are the logical steps that are coming in between you and pursuing what you want, okay? Like, is it a barrier to, do you not have the knowledge? Do you need to talk to someone else? Like, do you, like what, let's break down what it is that is between you and taking action on whatever it is you want. Because if I'd be lying to you if I said, like, just go for it. Like, just go for it. Like, close your eyes, put a blindfold on and go for it. No, a lot of, we need to be calculated sometimes. Like, I get that. And that's the wavelength that I'm on. But practically speaking, what, it, what, is, what is it that you need to do or, or figure out in order to make that decision? And above all things, trust yourself. Trust yourself. And you will never regret taking a bet on you. If you are really connected to yourself and you know what's best for you, please do not let the noise of other people and the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of it not being perfect get in the way of you doing it. Please, I beg of you. I beg of you. So that's the end of episode one. It's more so just a little life update and kind of a conversation thought starter around fear. And yeah, whatever you have on the agenda today, I hope you make space for something that will make your day a very nice day. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I will see you back next week. I think next week's episode is going to either be on alcohol or grief. I'm not sure yet, but I will keep you guys posted. I'll get your feedback on TikTok and Instagram. And if there's anything that you want covered, let me know. I'm totally here to talk about things that you guys are interested in or what's top of mind for you. So don't be shy. I mean, don't be mean, but um, don't be shy. <laughs> and I'll see you back next week. And I can't stress enough. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you.